This program contains techniques and exercises that can cause physical injury. Individuals involved in the production and those demonstrating their skills assume no responsibility for any injury or damage resulting from the execution of techniques and exercises presented herein. Because I'm the best in the world, even though a lot of you don't like to hear it. I just, it's fact, I'm the best, you know what I mean? I sometimes, I don't want to believe in myself, but it's the truth. I'm the best. Enough with the formality. I think we all know what time it is. It's time for the IC Robot Show with your host, the champ, IC Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It is me again, your host, the champ, IC Robots. And I'm still not a hero, but I still sacrifice at least like minutes of uh, each and every day, each and every week to make your week a bit less weak. And this week I think it's going to get a lot less weak. We got we got a ton of fun stuff ahead of us. We're going to talk about some more Pooptronic stuff. I'm going to go over my big movie list. It's going to be it's going to be great, dude. This is going to be a great show. Post-Christmas uh, stuff. Got a new jam from Iceberg. Alright, hold it now. Hit it. Iceberg. Kick it. I was having lunch with a little greeter, one of San Francisco's greatest, by the name of Icy Robots. And you're gonna get it good, Peter Pan, because you don't play rock and roll music. And you never did, so you get ready, Jack. All right, we're gonna be right back. He was out of line there. This for this music, all right. You are listening to the Icy Robot Show. All the critics, you can hang them. I'll hold the rope. I mean, for for the most part, the critics have been pretty pretty good to your boy. I, I hardly ever get like a like a mean word. I mean, almost never. Like never does anyone ever say anything really mean to me. And I'm not saying that I want you to go do that. So don't don't be like I'm the dude who has to uh, change the status quo. Don't be that guy. It's fine. I don't need to hear anything. Um, anything mean it would hurt my feelings but um at at any rate christmas is gone which is sad it's it's always the saddest time of the year because you realize you got to go a whole nother year around before you get back to the holidays again and that's that's a bummer it's gonna be a long time before we get to a halloween it's gonna be a long time before we get to christmas but we got we got some fun stuff ahead of us this year i think i think it's gonna be good but it's it's just such a bummer to take christmas down to put Christmas away, to uh, put the ornaments back in the ornament box. It's it's quite a to-do. You know, we set up at the uh, Earth Base. We set up like a like a pretty big Halloween and Christmas thing with like blow molds and stuff in the front yard and whatever. And it's it's a to-do to put the outdoor away. And the inside is even like um like a bigger to-do. We got multiple nativity sets. We got, like, little plastic Santas. We got, like, a ton of, like, Hallmark ornaments. We got, 
we got all this stuff. You, uh, you gotta pay to play, as it were. If you want to have a nice Christmas display, you gotta pay to play, I guess. That would be, that would be an awful song. Can you imagine that? I'm not even, I'm not even gonna sing it. But at, um, at any rate, it, it's sad to put that stuff away because then you go back to your normal, plain, boring house. And I don't even, I don't even think, like, I really have, like, a boring house. I think my house is, it's kind of fun. We got a TV. We got, you know, stuff all over the place to look at. We got books magazines, records, you know, it's all, it's all fun in, in, in my place, but it's, uh, it's not as fun as when the Christmas is up. When the Christmas is up, it's like, you're, you're living in like, it's like you're living in a toy store, you know, sort of. You got a Christmas tree, you got like cool things all around you, and then it just goes back, normal life, but all that makes you appreciate the, um, the holidays even more, I think. It really, really makes it all the greater that they're not with you. At all times. I had a good Christmas. I hope that you guys did too. By the time this comes out, Christmas is always already rather going to be like far in the past. But Christmas is always, always in our hearts, always in our minds. But I hope that you guys had a, you know, a nice Christmas this year, a nice holiday. I hope that you got all the, uh, all the fun stuff you wanted. I'm going to talk about what I got in the final segment where I, where in which I kind of break down the, uh, the current acquisitions. But I, I had a good Christmas. I think that I, I gave more than I got, which is always which is always the way you want to feel. It, it always feels kind of a little whack when you're open, when you're an adult. When you're a kid, you know, it's whatever. But when you're an adult, it uh, it does feel a little weird when you're the one with the biggest haul. You know, you want to be giving the biggest haul, not having the biggest haul. And I, I fell on the smaller side. You know, the kid had the biggest haul. The wife had a great haul. We we took care of her. It was, it was all good in the hood. I'm very happy with what I got, though, we'll talk about that at the end, my, uh, my woes with Pooptronics did not, um, they did not fall to the wayside over the, the holidays, I've still not been called in to work, I, I thought at some point they would just kind of acquiesce and call your boy back up, but they, they have not, and I have, um, I've talked to both Iceberg and Emily on, um, you know, my, uh, my intergalactic, uh, Skype connect or whatever. And they're telling me that like, they had not replaced me. They don't even have a sub and that they're, they're working their, uh, their bodies down to the gears as it were. They're, they're falling apart. And, uh, I, I would think that they would be calling me back, but they have not. They're, they're playing hardball. I haven't, um, haven't gotten a paycheck yet. And, uh, I've, I've, I've been talking to my dude, Tommy Salami from, from Bayonne. He's got some homies over there at the, uh, Bayonne Union Hall. And, and they're telling me they're like, in, in a situation like this, they can sometimes hold the, the pay stub until the, the suspension and the case is over. So I, I don't know, man. It, uh, it doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel awesome. I, I feel like I've been like a, you know, at least a moderately decent employee for Pooptronics o- over the years. I, I, you know, I saved the, I saved the moon. I was part of, I was part of saving the moon base a, a couple times from space pirates attacks. I mean, like those of you who work in, uh, you know, whatever kind of a location you work into, how many times have you, have you saved it from, um, being attacked by, by invaders from brigands or whatever you would say from orcs or whatnot. How many times have you done that? Probably like less than two would be my guess, I I think. But um they're not really showing me the appreciation that I, I would expect after 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 having done that. But it, it's okay. I think that in the end it will uh it'll probably all get worked out in in in, in the end. We'll hope. Let's hope. I'm sure it'll get worked out in one way or the other, right? Doesn't doesn't everything but uh I don't know, you guys don't really want to hear about this, but, like, Pooptronics has been such a big part, a big part of the show. It's been, uh, it's been a big deal since, uh, day one, I guess, and it's, 
it's weird to see it going this way, but we all, you know, we all have conflicts with our employers from time to time, I, I suppose. I know now, but my dude Tommy, he's, uh, he's supportive. He's got some juice over, over at the Bayonne Union Hall. He's, uh, he's down with the, uh, Vent Cleaner 707, so he's, he's got some, you know, he's got some juice. We'll, uh, we'll see what he can do about that, but in, in, in the meantime, also, I'm, uh, I'm a bit bored at, at the homestead, you know, I've, I've been here for the, uh, Christmas holiday hoping that this, uh, suspension deal would uh be lifted but it hasn't so i'm i'm here just kind of like hanging and clanging around the house doing whatever you know put away the christmas stuff put away the blow molds but i i you know i wish i had some uh some dope outer space adventures to share but it's kind of like a earth-based adventure we've been going on some fun hikes which is dope we went for a uh, post new year hike of uh eagle scout trail in um howarth park it's not it's not by any means like an aggressive trail or anything. It's like two and a half miles, and it's, it's through the dirt, which is cool. I, I saw some mushrooms. I saw some moss. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm enjoying that kind of thing. I saw this documentary on, um, on mushrooms, and it really got me thinking how mushrooms are kind of trippy, man. Mushrooms got a lot, of, a lot going on. The movie's called Fantastic Fun Guy. If it's, if it's playing anywhere near you, if you see it on, like, uh, some kind of downloadable whatever, give it a shot. It's, um, it's interesting. It's about this, uh... It's about this doctor named Stamets who um, has discovered this, like, uh, mycelial network of mushrooms and how they connect the entire Earth together. Very, very interesting. And also, um, for you out there who watch uh, Star Trek Discovery, maybe this is something you already knew. I did not know. In the uh, in the Discovery universe, they have, like, um, an engine for the uh, ships, like an experimental engine that uh, somehow uses spores to, like, travel the... Uh, intergalactic mycelial network and the the dude who's the genius behind this is named Stamets and this mushroom guy in the movie is also named Stamets he's a real guy so i i imagine that the uh, the actor on the show is some kind of um some kind of descendant of this guy and that's like a, like a cool easter egg you know i didn't i had never not never heard of this dude and when i saw the movie i was like oh that's so cool that made the uh the whole time worthwhile. The movie was fun too, so I've um, I recommend that. But we've we've been doing some hikes and stuff, walking around, taking pictures of mushrooms. Um, you can check those out over on uh, Instagram. That's at I see robots. If you don't follow me already, you should be following me on the gram, dude. You want to follow me on the gram? I post pictures of my cats. I post pictures of mushrooms. I post pictures of uh, my blow molds. It's all it's all good at I see robots. Let's move into at the movies. In a moment, at the movies without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper, but you've got icy robots, so that's something right. This is me, Howard. This is how I win. Uncut Gems 2019. Uncut Gems is the latest from the um from the Safdie brothers, who you might know from uh, 2017's Good Times, which was one of the weirdest movies I saw that year. It starred Engineer Nerd's favorite actor and soon to be greatest Batman of all the time in space. That's gonna be that's gonna be a reoccurring theme as we go through the movies that I that I saw this past year. Robbie Pattison, 
I should have said his name, but um, at any rate, Uncut Gems stars Adam Sandler as a jewelry dealer who who tries to scheme and lie his way through life. This movie was really good, but also like super duper duper stressful. We all we all have like a friend or a relative or somebody in our our lives who they try to scheme, they try to make it to the top by um you know just. Doing whatever by, um, I, I don't want to say, like, underhanded methods, but, like, underhanded methods, you know, loans or whatever. Just, like, all these, all these stressful things. I, I think you know what I'm talking about. And Adam Sandler's character is, his name is Howard, and he is one of those people just going from, like, scheme to scheme to scheme to scheme. While all the while just hoping one of these comes through, and at the same time, if one of these does come through, all it's really going to do is cover for one of his, uh, one of his other schemes, but the the basic basic plot, and I'm, I, want, I want to try to keep this brief because we're gonna have a lot of movie talk this episode, so you don't you don't need any more here. But the um the basic idea is that he has an opal, this giant opal that he had um, brought in from Ethiopia, and he wants to he wants to get this giant gem, this giant uncut gem, into this big time auction. All the while, owing money to loan sharks owing money to his bookie, just owing money to people all over New York, and they're all trying to collect at all times, and he's trying to duck them, he's trying to avoid them, while, while keeping hold of this gem, and then, then, uh, NBA superstar Kevin Garnett comes in, and he also takes an interest in the gym, and it just, it becomes a two-hour-long, just incredibly stressful incredibly entertaining experience. I thought this movie was, um, I thought it was pretty good, man. I I had a good time seeing it. The first time we went, it was, it was actually sold out. It was in, uh, this really small theater, and we, we had to go see, uh, something else instead. But, um, I, I consider this to be time well spent. By the time it was over, though, my shoulders were, like, rolled tight in the little knots, because just watching this guy, watching this guy come up with thing after thing, and he's always... He's always cutting it so close to being caught. It's like at, at any moment, our dude Howard could get, he could get grabbed. Let's see who else is in this. Uh, Kevin Garnett, as I said, uh, the great Lakeith Stanfield from the from the TV show Atlanta and from any any number of movies. Dudes, dudes having a good year, man. He's been in a lot of a lot of good things in this. In in uh, Uncut Gems, he plays kind of a kind of a hustler. He's kind of an emissary between Howard, the uh, the jewelry guy, and the and the bigger world of like superstars and like NBA guys and stuff. Like his job is sort of to like try to bring NBA guys or NFL guys, or just rappers or whoever what might want to buy like really weird, super crazy jewelry like a uh, diamond encrusted Furbies. You know, he's his job is to find the guys who want the Furbies, and bring them into Howard's store. He's really good in this. Dude has a has an amazing future. He's he's great. I, I can't say enough, like, good things about this. This is just, like, a, a massively entertaining movie. It's really gritty. Let's, uh, let's take a look at the tomatoes really quick before we, uh, we get out of here. The movie was produced by A24. My fave A24. It runs for... Just over two hours. Right now, the critics have it at 92, and the people only have it at 51. I think that's an, that's interesting. I I can understand that, though. This may be the kind of thing that um people people expecting, like, an Adam Sandler comedy or something like of that sort. Go in, and the next thing you know, dude's getting dangled out of a window by bookies or whatever. By, 
By the way, before we get completely out of here, Sandler's really great in this. Dude does have some some dramatic chops. The movie opened at Christmas. There is no budget info. It runs for about a about a buck thirty-five. It stars Adam Sandler, Julia Fox, Eric Bogosian, Lakeith Stanfield, Kevin Garnett. And Judd Hirsch, the all-time Hall of Famer Judd Hirsch. So, on the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I'm going to give Uncut Gems a pretty high recommendation of four Four mics. Four mics. Hulk Hogan versus Punky Brewster in Mismatch of the Century will not be seen at this time, so we can make enemies of our audience by insulting them with the following presentation. Sit back and get ready for real snoop fed. The big movie was 2019. As you guys know, anybody who's listened to the show for any uh, length of time knows I am an avid moviegoer. I go like once a week, sometimes even like two, three times a week. I just, I like to stay up on the world of cinema. It interests me. I used to work at a video store. I used to work at a movie theater back in the day with my dude Gino Vega. And I, I'm a movie buff, dude. I'm a film buff. I go, I go a lot. And this has become an annual tradition here here on the show, this is this is the episode where I am going to read the big movie list. The movie list is something something I've done for uh, many, many, many moons now. It is just a it's a basically just a list of all the movies that I see every year with the uh, the name of the movie, what I rated it at, and uh, the date that I saw the movie. There's also like um, little notations about uh, how I saw the movie, like maybe I saw it at a, at a different theater. I don't know. Things of uh, things of that note. As many of you may know who've also been listening to the show for any length of time, my goal has always been to see 100 new movies in the course of a year. And I, I've come close. I hit 80 one year. I think I may have gotten uh, to 90 one year. But this was, this was the year that I made it. I saw 103 movies that were made in the course of 2019. They're... There were some uh there were some rule changes this year that actually made it popular. The the whole landscape of movies is changing. For example, this year we saw we saw a new movie from Marty Scorsese on Netflix. The latest Steve Sodenberg movie went to Netflix. The uh, latest Michael Bay movie went to Netflix. So I I am actively counting new release Netflix movies on this list. But here here is my little caveat. That I gave myself. I will only count movies that I saw that if they were playing in the movie theater, I would go see them. I did this as a way to stop me from padding the totals. For example, just seeing every movie that came out on Netflix. I want this to be like, I want this to be like a real record. I want this to be like legit. I don't want to pad the stats. I don't want to do anything. This has to be on the up and up. So it only counts on movies that I would see if they were on the big screen. I got, I think I got like four, four of them on here. I also counted, I also counted movies that I saw at Joe Video, my local video store, if they did not play here during the course of the year. There are movies that for whatever reason, they don't open up here. So if I saw them on DVD, I counted them. There are, there are a couple of those. This was, this was like a Titanic year of movie going, dude. I I was at the theater like all, all the time. I got a, 
I also got to say that, like, for the record, now that I've, I've gotten, like, this goal of 100, I feel pretty good about it, and I think that I can, um, I think that can ramp down my movie going. I go, and I kind of, like, I kind of, like, compulsively see everything. I see just about every movie that comes out, and I like it, man. It's how I, it's how I live my life. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a movie buff, dude. I'm a movie goer. It's kind of, it's kind of one of the ways in which I define myself, but, um, now that I've, now that I've, like, done this goal that I've had for a long time, I think I'm gonna... I'm going to ramp it down. I'm going to spend more time out there on the on the earth, wandering the earth, walking the trails, doing things doing things like that. It'll be it'll be a nice change of pace. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to go back to being movie dude again and still I'm betting that I'm going to see way more movies than the uh the average Joe. We're in we're in January now and I I know I'm going to the movies this Sunday and I'm probably going to go on Monday as well and I I don't know. That is a lot, but I, I'm, I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna cut down on the, on just like the compulsiveness of it. I think I feel like if I get some spare time, I had to be watching a movie, and I, I, I feel like I'm finally, I'm finally free of this albatross. This monkey is finally off my back, and I can, I can live, live more of a normal life now. I'm such a weirdo. I messed up in so many weird, weird compulsive ways. Ever, ever since I put this like goal in effect, of seeing a hundred movies. Every year, I was going to the movies as much as I could. That's what got me started on the movie list in the first place, when I had to keep track of all the movies I saw so I would know when I got a hundred. Because up until that point, I would just keep the ticket and i throw them into, a, uh, into an old Tootsie Roll uh, pop, Tootsie Pop jar that I had. I still, I still do that, but now, now I compulsively list everything. I don't know, it's good. It's good to, uh... Just good to keep track of things in a lot of ways. But um I'm glad, I'm glad this is over. I'm glad that I can move on with my life. I'm such a weirdo. Let's uh let's start with the list. You're you're gonna have to trust me on this. It's gonna be more fun than it seems. Um, you know, me sitting here reading a list of a hundred movies. It's gonna be fun, dude. I'll, I'll have anecdotes and it'll it'll be cool. Don't even don't even sweat it. You're gonna have a good time. If not, uh, I don't know, man. I apologize. the The first movie that I saw of 2019 was on the fifth. It was a movie known as Vice. This was this was a biopic of Dick Cheney. It was it was pretty good. I give it three mics. Then I saw Bumblebee, the Transformer movie. I actually liked that one more than I I thought I would. I also gave that I gave that three mics. And then I saw Glass. This was this was the first movie I saw in 2019 that was made in 2019. I gave it three and a half mics. And then I saw I saw Io. This was a sci-fi movie on Netflix with Anthony Mackie in it. I I do not have a lot of recollections of this, to be honest. Was was the girl who was the lead in this? Was it the girl from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? The the one who was in the car with Brad Pitt, the one who was a hippie. I I know not. It may it may be true. Then I saw I saw Miss Bala with a uh, Gina Rodriguez. I'm a big Gina Rodriguez fan. I thought I thought this would be good, but it wasn't that great. That was a uh, that was a three micer. I saw that on the third of February. So over the first month, I saw one, two, three, four movies. I wasn't, I wasn't off to a great start by um by any means. And then um I saw the Lego Movie two a week later on the eleventh. I gave that one three mics. And then I saw what does this say? Sister. Sister? I have no idea. Oh, the Sister Brothers. This was a DVD I rented. It was a 
kind of a Western deal. It was pretty good. I got that on the uh, on the 16th. That was um, Valentine's Day. That's what we did on Valentine's Day. We watched the Sister Brothers with Joaquin Phoenix and um, what's his name? John C. Riley. I I thought it was okay. I gave it three mics. Then I saw Cold Pursuit. That was the most recent Liam Neeson action movie. I saw that one with my uncle. I gave that three mics too. Then I saw Arctic Arctic Arctic. Arctic. That's such a hard word for me to say. The C and the T together. You go Arctic, not Arctic. I I don't know. This has a uh, uh. What's the homie's name from Rogue One? Uh, Galen Erso, Mads Mikkelsen, and in this movie he gets trapped out in the Arctic. His plane goes down or something. I I like that. We saw that at Summerfield. I gave it. I gave it three mics. The next movie we saw was, it was two days later on the 26th. It was called um, Fighting With My Family. This was a WWF, WWE feature about a page. It was the biopic of uh, the the former ladies champ page. The The movie starred, um, what is her name from Midsommar? I'm having a hard time today, like, remembering people's names. But it it, uh, it starred the uh, chick from, um, from Midsommar. And it was... It was all right. The wife liked it a lot. I only thought it was okay. I gave it 2.5 mics. And then the uh, the very next day, we went to see Alita Battle Angel. Uh, you can tell we're starting to um, starting to ramp it up. This was this was like a live action off an anime or something. I I thought it was all right. I gave it I gave it three mics. And then we saw another animated movie. Maybe like a week later. How to Train Your Dragon three. I I don't know. I gave it two and a half mics. The the wife and the kid are crazy into the How to Train Your Dragon. I I don't even know if I saw the one before that. I don't feel like it I don't feel like it impeded my enjoyment of um of this movie in any way, but uh, I only gave it like two and a half mics. And then the next movie we saw was the uh, first Marvel movie of the year. This was a movie known as Captain Marvel with Brie uh, Brie Larson. I gave it three mics. I thought it was all right. I thought it was fun the uh the first time around. Then the uh the next one we saw was a movie known as Damsel. This this stars Engineer Nerd's favorite actor and soon-to-be greatest Batman of all the time in space, a guy who goes by the name of uh, Bobby Pattison, Rob Pattison himself. This this was another Western. I liked this one a lot. It was really, really weird. If you get a chance to see it, I don't know what streaming service it's on right now, but it's known as Damsel, and I... I recommend it if you like like a silly kind of weird movie. It's it's fun. I gave it three and a half mics. The next movie I saw was a Netflix movie. This was a flick known as a Triple Frontier. It's kind of an action thing with a uh, Ben Affleck and uh, Jax from um, the uh, what the heck? My brain is like frozen today. I can't even like Charlie Hunnam. I'm a big fan of Homeboy and I can't I can't remember his name. I guess I'm going through these. Like so flippin' fast that it's like it's hard for my brain to keep up with my um with my mouth. The next movie on the list was Us. This is the latest horror flick from uh, Jordan Peele. I thought it was okay. I didn't love it. I didn't think that it was like an all-time classic. I gave it three mics. Then we saw Dumbo. This is the latest Disney live action. The movie got the movie got panned pretty hard, but I myself I I thought it was okay. I didn't hate it. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people hated it, but I thought it was all right. Um, I gave it three and a half mics, and we saw Beach Bum. This is the uh, most recent Harmony Corrine movie. It starred Matt McConaughey. It was like, it was super weird. Martin Lawrence plays a character named Captain Whack, and the movie is worth it just to see Captain Whack. I think it's on Hulu right now. If you have Hulu, you can check it out. I actually bought this on Blu-ray later. I haven't watched it, but I bought it. It was just... It was so weird to me, and I saw it one day at Joe Video, and I grabbed it. I gave it two, three and a half mics. Then I saw a DVD called Slice, 
This was a werewolf movie starring Chance the Rapper. And I I thought it was alright. It's Chance the Rapper and Zazzy Beats. And at no time during the movie does Chance the Rapper actually turn into a werewolf. But uh, but I, I, I thought it was okay. I gave it um three mics. Then I saw The Hummingbird Project. This one we saw over at Summerfield Cinema. It was... It was kind of like a business movie. Salma Hayek was in it, and what's the guy's name? Jesse Eisenberg was in it, and Eric Northman from True Blood. I thought it was okay. Not not bad at all. I've seen that it's out on a DVD. What did I give it? I gave it three mics, and then I saw another DVD. This was a movie called Life After Flash. It's a documentary about uh, about Sam Jones and the uh, how his life has been after the Flash Gordon movie. I, I dug it. If you like... If you like Flash Gordon, for sure, check it out. That's three mics. Then we saw Shazam. This was the second superhero movie we've seen. The first one, the first one was Captain Marvel. The second one is Shazam. Oddly enough, the character Shazam is also known as Captain Marvel. So this year, I saw two Captain Marvel movies. I thought Shazam was cute, man. I thought it was all right. I gave it three and a half mics. Then we rented a uh, another DVD. This was a this was a wrestling film called Three Hundred and Fifty Days. This was. This was rented at the behest of my dude Javier from uh, from Patreon, from the uh, Classic Wrestling Stars page on Facebook. Dude's um, dude's a homie of mine. He wanted me to check this out, tell him what I thought. I I saw it. I thought it was all right. I gave it two and a half mics. If you're interested in checking this out, it's currently streaming on Tubi on the uh, the Roku app. Tubi. I have a Roku, so I call everything like Roku apps. But on the on the streaming channel Tubi, it's on there right now. So if you want to check it out, and if you like wrestling, it is. It's for sure worth uh, checking out. Go do that. Then we saw a movie called Missing Link. This was this was an animated movie starring Zach Galifianakis as Bigfoot. I liked it. I thought it was pretty fun. I gave it three and a half mics. That was that was on January, February, March, April fifteenth. We saw that. That's that's the day before my brother's birthday. Uh, big up to you on that. And then the twenty fifth movie we saw this year was a movie called Unicorn Store. It stars Brie Larson. We saw it on Netflix. It's about her, and she's trying to uh, she's trying to buy a unicorn. It's it's pretty weird. It's pretty fun. If you if you think that that sounds a bit uh a bit up your alley, I would for sure check it out. That's on Netflix. Let's uh let's take a quick commercial break. I gotta I gotta clear my throat and get a sip of water. I'll be back in a sec. I'm Mary of Mary's Futons. This year, don't look for me in the Sonoma County Yellow Pages. Because Pacific Bell made a mistake in my 800 number. And it might surprise you to know that when Pacific Bell makes a mistake, they're not responsible for it. At Mary's Futons, sometimes we make a mistake. We're not a chain store. We're Mary's Futons. 1-800-99-FUTON. And if it's not in here, quality service and product. Big shout out to Mary's Futon. Thanks for the support, man. You've been, you've been with us for a while. The... The number 26 film on the list is another one that stars Engineer Nerd's favorite actor and the soon-to-be greatest Batman of all the times in space, a dude known as Robbie Pattison. This is a flick known as High Life. It was it was definitely the weirdest movie I saw this year. Well, there's another one that was super weird that I'll talk about later, but I, uh, I, I did like it, but it was insanely weird. Three mics. The next movie was called The Mustang. It's about a, it's about a convict who, um, joins a, uh, a horse program, a horse training program to get his life in order. It was really, really good. 3.5 mics. The next movie, and this was the start. This was the official start of the summer movie scene. This is this is a flick known as Avengers Endgame. This is this is an all-time classic in the genre of superhero movies. Four mics, The Man Who Killed Hitler, and then Bigfoot. I rented this on DVD at Joe Video. 
three mics. Number 30 was another DVD rental. This was a, this was a flick by Craig Zoller. It is a, it is called Dragged Across Concrete. Zoller is known for, he's known for, and I apologize for moving around the mic. I, I have an itch. I have an itch on my leg. I, I think I got fleas, dude, from the flea market. But, um, this, this starred, uh, Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn. I, I liked it. It was super duper duper long though. 3.5 mics, Detective Pikachu. 3.5 mics, a documentary about the Church of Satan, known as Hail Satan. Three mics, The Vanishing. This was a this was a Jerry Butler movie. I liked it. It was about a lighthouse. Uh, the Long Shot. That was that was maybe the only romantic comedy I saw this year. It stars uh, Charlize and uh, Seth Rogen. Three mics, Booksmart. Booksmart won the award for the, uh, best summer comedy. I loved it. Uh, 3.5 mics. Serenity. Serenity. This was another super duper duper weird one. If you get the chance to see it, I, um, highly recommend it. Three mics. Captain Marvel. I saw it again. We saw it at the, uh, at the $3 theater. I think we went to see something else and it was, um, sold out or I picked the wrong time or whatever. So we... We dipped over there and saw that. This time I liked it more. I gave it three and a half mics. Rocket Man, the Elton John bioflick, 3.5 mics. Godzilla, bit of a disappointment to me overall. Three mics. X-Men Dark Phoenix. This was a, uh, this was maybe an all-time clunk. Two mics. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil. This was a Netflix movie with Zac Efron. I, I liked it, man. Zac's a decent actor. Three mics. The Dead Don't Die. This was a, this was a Jim Jarmusch movie about zombies. I thought it would be amazing. I thought I would love it. Adam Driver was in it, but I didn't think it was that great. Two mics. Aladdin. I saw Aladdin. My uncle wanted to see Aladdin. I don't really know why. He uh he got the pick and we we went to see it. I thought it was okay though. 3.5 mics. And then we saw a re-release of Dirty Dancing. Man, this is an all-time great movie. I gave it four mics. Long Dumb Road. This starred um Jason Manzukis and the guy who is Flash Thompson in the new Spider-Man movies. We rented this on DVD. I thought it was I thought it was fun. The next movie, number 46. We're we're starting to cook with gas now. We're moving through this list. The first um the first segment was a bit of a bit of a slog. Toy Story 4. One of the best movies I saw last year. 4.5 mics. And then I saw Brightburn. That was a that was a superhero movie. I think J.J. Abrams produced it. 3.5 mics. We saw that at the $3 theater yesterday. That was a movie in which the the Beatles never existed. Three mics. I thought I thought this would be like an all-time classic, but it only it only turned out all right. Then we saw Spider-Man Far From Home. I thought this was dope, dude. Four mics. The the kid came with us with her gal pal. We all saw it together and then she saw it an additional and I'm not even kidding five times in the theater with various friends. And then we have Shaft. We saw that at the, uh, at the $3 theater. That was not all that great. He was, he was like a millennial nerd Shaft. I don't even, I don't even know what's up with that. And that was actually the 50th movie that we saw that year. I gave it 2.5 Mizikes. And up next was, uh, Midsommar. This was another, another super duper weird, super creepy horror movie. It starred, um, it starred Frances Pugh, who was, uh, she was the girl who was Paige in that WWF movie I talked about earlier. This was, this was one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. I gave it four mics, and we saw Crawl, a movie about alligators. Three mics, Stuber. We saw Stuber with Big Dave Batista. I thought it was okay. I got some giggles. Three mics, The Art of Self-Defense. With Jesse Eisenberg, we saw this at the Artie Farty Theater Summerfield. Three mics, 
Number 55 was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a Quentin Tarantino movie. I just bought it on Blu-ray. I loved it. A big uh, 4.5 mics. Hobbs and Shaw. I saw this with my uncle because the fam was in Mexico. They they saw it in Mexico City with subtitles just about the same time I did. We both thought it was pretty good. It was a uh, 3.5 mics captive state. This was a this was kind of a small little uh, alien invasion movie that kind of snuck through the cracks. It is a. Uh, it focuses on the world after the aliens have already taken over and there's like a, there's a resistance. I thought it was pretty good. Three mics. Then I saw a movie called Vigilante. It starred Olivia Wilde as a, as an abused wife who uh, gets a vengeance for other abused wives. I like it. I liked it. Three mics. And then I saw a movie called Skin. This was, this was about a skinhead who's trying to get his life back in order. I got this. I got this on Voodoo. It was a. Uh, it was like one of the only uh, digital rentals I had this year. I gave it three mics. This was. This was when the wife was in uh, Mexico during the during the seven days of solitude. Check out that one on the uh, on the POS, the patron only show. Seven days of solitude. It was great. I I did like the movie though. Three mics. Then I saw the kitchen. I I thought this would be really good. It has uh, Melissa McCarthy and it had. Uh, What's her name from um, Mad Men? I thought it would be really good, but it, it turned out to not be that great. 2.5 mics. Then we saw Blinded by the Light. This was about a kid in England who becomes obsessed. He becomes obsessed with Bruce Springsteen. Just like my dude Gino Vega. He and the boss are simpatico. The boss really speaks to him. I thought this was a, thought this was a good film. Four mics. Then there was the uh, the follow-up to however many, however many meters down it was last time this was 47 meters down uncaged spot a couple girls who get lost in an underwater cave i thought it was pretty good pretty scary three mics ready or not was the next we've seen a lot of horror movies um around this time three mics let's see that was one two maybe there's not that many horror movies crawl midsummer yeah you know this was summertime dude we're making sure to get all the uh all the nominees in for the best summer horror movie. And then the next one I saw was a, it was a uh, pick by the wife. It was a movie called Where'd You Go, Bernadette, starring the greatest actor in the world. A person that goes by the name of Kate Blanchett. I thought it was okay. Three mics. The next movie was a wrestling pick by, uh, by Shia LaBeouf, or with Shia LaBeouf, rather. Peanut Butter Falcon. If you get a chance to see this, I recommend it. Four mics. Then I saw, I saw Angel Has Fallen. Another Gerard Butler movie. I saw this with the wife. 2.5 mics. Then we saw... Then we took in It Chapter 2. I, I'm not an It dude. I didn't like it very much. Three mics. And then I saw Angel Has Fallen again. My uncle called me up and said, Hey, you want to go see Angel Has Fallen? I said, sure. I gave it another 2.5 mics. It was okay. Brittany Runs a Marathon. We saw that at Summerfield. It was okay. 2.5 mics. Then we saw Hustlers. That uh, starred Lily Reinhardt, who you may know as a... Uh, as Betty, Betty Cooper on Riverdale. It actually starred Jennifer Lopez, but it was, it was okay. People are really loving it. They gave it three mics. Then we rented The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I, I thought this was pretty interesting. It, it had some kind of weird sci-fi quality to it. It was, it was mostly about the gentrification of San Francisco, but it had like, it had like this weird sci-fi quality to where like the bay was poisoned with radiation, I don't know what it, that was about, they didn't really, like, dip into it, but there's also, there's also a scene where two guys are riding a skateboard at the same time, they're both standing on the skateboard, 
skating around. They're both like cruising, and that was that was really cool. I, I did like that. What did uh what did I give it? Three point five mics. The next up was Official Secrets. This starred Kira Knightley. I thought it was okay. We we just needed something to see that day. It's about a whistleblower. We just needed something to see. So we went over to the Artie Farty Theater Summerfield, and this was starting, we saw it, it was great. Um, Ad Astra, that starred Brad Pitt. It's a, it's a space epic. It's also, it's also really weird. It's slow at times. It has a lot to do with, like, father issues and stuff. But I thought it was, I thought it was a very high-quality movie, and I did enjoy it um, quite a bit. 4.5 mics. Then we saw Behind Two Ferns, the movie. This was a... This was a Netflix feature. It was directed by Scott Ackerman from Comedy Bang Bang, who I who I think is really really great. I I like this a lot. Three point five mics. I got a lot a lot a lot of laughs on it. The next one was another. It was another Uncle movie. He called me up and said, "Hey, hey, uh, young buck, you want to go see Rambo?" And I said, "Okay." This movie was insanely violent. Insanely, like you expect a Rambo movie to be violent, but this this took it to another level, my dudes. It was it was pretty ill. Rambo takes some guy's rib out and starts playing it like an accordion. It was it was nuts. That was uh, the seventy fifth movie I saw that year, last year, and I I gave it three mics. It was okay. Let's uh let's take another commercial break. I gotta go get a Ludens, man. My my throat. My throat is starting to go. I gotta get a Ludens. Be right back. Introducing TLC for coughs. New Ludens cough drops with vitamin C. The only drops for cough relief with the vitamin C you need each day. New Ludens cough drops. Trusted Ludens care. All right, we are back. Big up to Ludens. Another another quality sponsor of the show. The the first movie that we saw after that commercial break was The Joker. I I like that a lot, man. Joaquin Phoenix just won the uh, Golden Globe for for playing it. He's an Oscar Oscar favorite. Four Mike's American Factory. This was a Netflix documentary about a factory that gets taken over by Chinese management. I liked it. Three Mike's El Camino. We saw El Camino in the theater. This was the Breaking Bad movie. Three Mike's. I liked it. Mr. America. Oh, this was another digital rental. This was um Tim Heidecker's movie. The the uh, on cinema at the cinema movie. I liked it. I thought it was fun. Three point five mics. Light of my life. That was three point five mics. That was that was a post apocalyptic movie with Casey Affleck. Very disturbing. Very scary. Three point five mics. Zombieland. I I didn't like Zombieland all too much. Three point two point five mics. Then we then we got another another Uncle movie. This was a flick known as Gemini Man. It starred Will Smith. With a uh, CGI Will Smith thrown in there as well. Three mics. Echoes in the Canyon. This was a music documentary. It was it was okay. Two mics. Uh, then then we saw the Lighthouse. This was a uh, this was actually the illest movie I saw last year. It uh, stars Engineer Nerd's favorite actor and the uh, soon to be greatest Batman of all the time in space, Rob Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, as two guys who are stuck in a lighthouse together during a. During a, what I think is like a seven month long storm. It's, it's terrible. It's scary. It's creepy. It's gross. It is, it's a remarkable film. It was, uh, I never want to see it again, like ever for a second, but man, it was, it was great. Four mics, Dolomite. We saw Dolomite in the theater. Three mics, the, uh, next one, I can barely read it. Oh, Current Wars. This was, this was about uh, Westinghouse and Edison and Tesla. It was it was okay. I thought it would be better. Three mics. Black and Blue. Black and Blue was a movie we saw after the Kincaid fire. And for a period of time, I was very, 
I was very shell shocked. I I went and I walked the earth. I I had to um, I had to rediscover myself. Uh, sometimes a trauma leaves you kind of as a new person, and I I felt like I was becoming a new person. I had to find myself. But at any rate, we saw black and blue, and I have no recollection of seeing this. The wife insists that we actually saw it. I I gave it three mics. I don't know what I based this upon. The the next movie was a uh, Jojo Rabbit with. With Taika Waititi playing Hitler, everybody's really like up, like loving this movie, and your dude did not like it that much. Two point five mics. At the drive-in was a DVD we rented at Joe Video about a it's about a drive-in in the East Coast, and I I thought it was really great. Three point five mics. If you if you like watching people loving movies, the uh, At the drive-in is a great one. The next one was Midway. This was another Uncle movie. Me and my uncle were really going to the movies a lot around this time, which is. Which is great, you know. It's nice. It's nice to spend time with members of your family. I'm I'm enjoying the the time that my uncle and I are spending together because I'm an adult now. I'm a full grown man, and I, I still have reverence for him, of course, because because he's my uncle, he's my elder, he's been my elder my whole life. But because because we're both adults, we can relate to each other on a on a different level. And I'm finally I'm finally getting the dirt. On a lot of like family stories or family stories you're told when you're younger that aren't necessarily like the full versions. And since we're both adults, I'm I'm getting the full versions of a lot of things. And it's really it's really helping me piece things together. Like there were things I would think about that didn't make sense. And I cannot give any details about any of this, but there were things that didn't make sense. But once you once you get the full adult version, things uh things start to work out. I, I recommend to any of you out there, try to make a friendship with one of your older relatives. It really it really pays off. The uh, next one was a movie called Good Boys. It was a comedy. It was it was okay. There were some laughs in it. Three mics. And then the, uh, this is the 92nd movie I saw last year. It was Charlie's Angels. I went with the wife. I went with the kid. They loved it. They loved, like, the whole, they loved it. They thought it was great. I thought it was, I thought it was okay. Kristen Stewart was in it. I'm always happy to see Kristen Stewart. Three mics. Then we saw number 93. The Irishman, the latest Martin Scorsese. We, this is this is on Netflix, but we saw it at the theater. I think that I think that like a movie of this length, it's like three hours, dude. You gotta you gotta see it at the theater because you almost have to like lock yourself in. You gotta lock yourself down and see it. You know, you can't allow yourself to get up and walk around. Four mics. The uh, next one was a DVD we rented a Joe video called Wild Rose. It's about a about an Irish gal who tries to make it as a country singer. Loved it for mics. We are in the home stretch. This is um this is the last little column. There's only uh only a couple left. I I saw the Laundry Mat. That was Steven Sodenberg's latest. That was on Netflix. It was okay. Then on then on Thanksgiving we went to see Knives Out. That was pretty fun. It was a Ryan Johnson movie. It was a mystery. 3.5 mics, then the wife and I saw a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, that was, that was a movie about a guy who was friends with Mr. Rogers, I, I thought I would love it, but I only liked it, 3.5 mics, then number 98 was Honey Boy, that was, that was, uh, that was a good one, it was written and directed by Shia LaBeouf, and he starred in it, it was the story of, it was essentially the story of him coming up as a child actor, and he, he played his father. It was it was really good. One of the things that was nice about it was it was really tight. It was only like an hour and 25 minutes. I, I liked it a lot. 3.5 mics. Then we saw a documentary about mushrooms called Fantastic Fungi. Three mics. I I like that one a lot. I was talking about it earlier. It was, it was kind of life-changing. 
in a way, because when I've been going out on uh, hikes with the wife, we're both we're both looking for mushrooms. Like we've always we've always looked at plants and we look at birds and all those things like that. But this movie showed us how interesting uh, mushrooms are. So we both have our heads down looking for like weird varietals of mushrooms to take pictures of. They're they're pretty dope. I. I would recommend this if you're somebody who likes documentaries. And then, the 100th movie we saw, the record-breaking, the record-setting, 100th movie of the year was, it was Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. I thought it was fun, but I, I didn't love it as much as I wanted to. I I didn't really feel like it was, I didn't feel like it was a good send-off for the Rey character. Just the other day, I was flipping through the channels, and they were playing The Force Awakens on um, TNT, I think. I think it was TNT, but at any rate... I, I watched it for a while, and the, the opening scenes with Rey, where her and Finn and BB-8 are in the desert, are just, they're so fantastic, and they're so action-packed, Rey's yelling at people, she's running around, fighting with her stick, doing all these things. This, this debut was so great to me that when I look at the, uh, the second one and the third one, I'm just like... I don't even know what the point of this, this whole thing was. They really, I'm not going to be like, you guys ruined it, you ruined my life. Because they were all fun movies. They were all, they were all awesome. Don't get me wrong. But none of them were like life-changing. But then, I also look at it like, Star Wars was so life-changing for us back in the, uh, back in the Ferg. Because, because we were so young. And this introduction to the, um, to the hero's journey was just something that, that really blew our minds, but now we've seen the hero's journey in like a million different movies, so it's not really going to be something that something that blows us away. I mean, we've seen it in like all these Marvel movies, all these DC movies. I mean, even the Joker was like the hero's journey, and it's not going to overwhelm you the thousandth time you've seen it as is the first time. But um, I I really wanted like I don't know like I loved I loved Ray and Finn and them so much in the first movie, and it just it didn't end in a way that was, like, satisfactory to me. I, I hate to even sound like that. I hate it. But then I look at the original trilogy, and I go, the first one was dope. The second one was dope. The third one, not really as so dope, but still pretty fun. So it's almost like they got the same two out of three as the original trilogy. I don't know. It was fine, man. It was Star Wars. I loved it. I'm happy. I'm happy to see Star Wars. Honestly, I probably will buy this one on Blu-ray when it comes out. I I don't know. I, I, I liked it enough. Uh, then we saw Little Women. This was our Christmas movie. There was like a gap here where we, we weren't seeing anything. We could see we could see the record was in reach. And we're just like, you know, it's all good in the hood, man. It's all good. Let's let it go for hikes. Let's go and um, make tamales and do all that fun stuff. But then we saw Little Women on Christmas. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. This was Greta Gerwig's latest. It has the uh, delightful Saoirse Ronan. I, I give it four mics. And then we saw Bombshell. We saw this the day after. We went to the theater to see Uncut Gems. And the the theater was sold out, believe it or not. They had it in like a, like a 13-seat theater, and it was sold out. So we, 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 we failed. So instead we saw Bombshell, which was... This was about Fox News. I, I thought it was pretty good. P- pretty entertaining movie. Charlize Theron was uh, amazing in it. I, I don't know the names of these Fox News people. So I... Roger Ailes. It's about how Roger Ailes was like a... Like a monster. Like a like a Harvey Weinstein type monster. Then the uh, 103rd movie that we saw was Uncut Gems. I, I talked about it earlier. I thought it was really good. Really, really frantic pace. Really a lot of fun. Also... 
during the course of the year, we saw we saw Men in Black, but um, I I didn't put it on the list because I had like I had like this idea in my head that I didn't want to pad the list with movies I didn't want to see. I didn't want it to be a cheap list. It has to be a real year where I see a hundred movies that I, I want to see. So I didn't I didn't put it on here, but I did see it. I didn't think it was that great. It was like maybe two mics. I. I don't know something something around around that, but uh, when I, when I mentioned that to the wife, she's like, "Yeah, you know, that's like you're you're hitting the home run record," and you go, "You know, take one of those home runs off because it didn't it didn't go far enough." But uh, that's the kind of guy I am, dude. If it doesn't go out of the stadium, I don't want it. But at any rate, I I saw a lot of movies last year, man. I'm gonna tone it down this year since since the record's been set. I mean, what's the what's the point? You know, but um, overall, I added it up. This this is probably inaccurate because I just I did it with my phone really quick. I only gave it one once over. So out of 103 movies, we saw a grand total of 336 total mics. 336 total mics over the year, and that averaged out to just under 3.25 mics. So three and a quarter mics was the uh, the, the overall average. Not. Not too bad. There were some good ones in there for sure. There were a lot of memorable movies. So when I get to uh next week, we're gonna do the top five movies of the year. When we do that, it's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting one, my dude. But um, thanks for sitting through that. That was that was a slog. I hope you um hope you found some value in that. Little this will let you know what what um this is essentially like everything that came out. All right, so there you have it, man. Thanks for sitting through this. We are going to move into the final segment of the show. You made it this far, it's time, the final segment, the Icy Robots Radio Pop Culture slash Toy News slash Other Boring Stuff Informational Moment. Alrighty, tidy whitey, we are back, this is it, the final segment, we've made it all the way to the end, man, this... This has been a long one already so far, and this is the first time we've spoken um, post Christmas, so we're gonna we're gonna have to go over some of the Christmas gifts this year. I know I recorded a segment on the POS, which is gonna be coming soon about Christmas gifts, but I I don't know how in depth I went. I'm gonna go like slightly in depth uh, right here. I I got some nice thoughtful gifts this year. I I had a really Really good Christmas haul. I, I got some records. I got some action figures. I bought a few things for for myself. It was it was all good in the hood. Let me go over the records first. I got a couple um from the from the wife. I got a I got Zarface, which is MF Doom and Inspect the Deck, and it's it's just amazing, dude. It's a great great record. Rap rap stuff. She got me uh Run the Jewels two, which is. Which is more rap stuff, LP and Killer Mike. I, I I like that a lot. The the vinyl is green on that one, so that's so that's fun. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying I'm trying to think about all this. The the youth the youth 2.0 got me a uh, Masters of the Universe classic. I mean vintage vintage Merman. It's it's pretty dope, dude. He's complete. He has his sword. He has his armor. He has the whole the whole thing. I've I've recently gotten back into uh. Back into Motu, I had I have some Motu pieces, but I, I started looking at it and I'm just like, why don't why don't you have more? And then I, I went online and I saw that they're not like even like that expensive, really. Like Motu stuff. There is there is some stuff that's expensive, of course. But your your run of the mill dude to like 20, 25 bucks. I I picked up a couple 
after I got this merman that I'll, I'll talk about in a bit, and the the prices are pretty pretty fair compared to like GI Joes or to like Star Wars or whatever. I I really do like this merman. I'm trying to get a set of like the the original like OG like G1. Who's in the G1? Let me let me let me think about this for a sec. There's you know Skeletor, there's He Man, there is of course Man at Arms, and there's Tila, and there's Beast Man. Merman, and then Zodak? Was Stratos? Was Stratos the one with the wings? Was he, was he first gen? I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm forgetting anybody, but I, I want to get, like, all the, all the main characters, like, the ones that I just mentioned, maybe, like, a few, a few odds and end figures, I got a, I got an Orko, you need the, you need the side characters, and I, I started putting in some work on that, so the Merman was, uh, you know, that was just one that was, like, knocked out. So far in that, I have He-Man, I have Merman, I have Mossman, I also have Man-at-Arms, I have, I have Battle Cat, I have a couple others without weapons. When you start, when you start looking at this, you see it's like the accessories that are expensive, like loose naked figures don't really, um, they don't really cost that much. It's like, it's the sword, it's the staff, it's the calabac, it's whatever, whatever calabash, whatever weapon it is that they that they have that uh, really, really sparks the value. Anywho, I got that. I, I like it a lot. I like this merman a lot. I'm planning on taking it with me on a, on one of my hikes. There's this one spot in, in Howarth Park where there's there's like a small footbridge. And I I, I want to take him there because there, there's like there's like a small patch of water. It's like a really small bubbling brook. And for, for a figure his size, it'll translate to being like, like a pretty big bubbling brook. And I want, I want to put him in there and get like a nice... A nice picture of him. Um, maybe, maybe you'll see that at some point. I've gone back over there like a couple times, and each time I forget to bring the merman. I'm also, I'm also a little embarrassed to be kneeling on the ground doing that. But um, when you, when you think about your hobbies, you know, action figure photography, I guess, is a hobby of mine. All, all hobbies are dumb. You know, all, all things we're into are kind of dumb in their own way. So I probably, I probably shouldn't be embarrassed. But I got. I got that, and I'm really pleased with it. I also got another action figure, and this is this is like more of a high end figure than I'm than I'm even even used to, to be honest. The wife got me a uh, 1977 Star Wars Farm Boy Luke with the lightsaber with the little with the little pointy end. I I don't even want to know what this cost. I kind of I kind of think she spent more than I'm comfortable with on this. She hasn't she hasn't alluded to it in any way or anything, but she's kind of. She's kind of hinted that it um that it cost more than was expected. I I think she got into a bidding war with somebody. She's kind of like beat around the bush about a few things. I think I think she got a, in a bidding war. She kind of she kind of waited too um too close to the actual Christmas date, and she's like, oh my gosh, I gotta I gotta get this. I gotta win this one now. There's no other chances. And I bet you there's somebody else in some other state who was in the same situation in the. The lucky seller got trapped in, in between that, but she got me this figure. It is beautiful. He is white. He is pearly white. He has the yellow lightsaber with the pointy end. It's it's a dynamite figure. I'm 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 really happy with it. She's she's been following along in my my uh my other set that I'm working on, the other G1 set, the uh, 1977 Star Wars, the initial 12. This this puts me a little uh, a bit closer to that goal. Let's see who do I have in that one. I got I got Luke. I got Han Solo, I got Chewbacca, I got Princess Leia, she has a cape, she's she's gorgeous, I got C-3PO, R2-D2, and I also have uh, Ben Kenobi, who doesn't have a cape, and I have Darth Vader, so I'm missing 
I'm missing like four. I need like a stormtrooper and whoever, but they they'll all be uh just a matter of time, matter of time before I get them. I'd like it if I could find some of these out in the uh, in the wild. That would be dope. Finish off the final four on the uh, toy show circuit. We're gonna be going to a show pretty soon in in Concord, and then there's one in Sacramento. I don't know if we're gonna go to the Sacramento one. Maybe, maybe not. Depends how much how much money I have. At the time, but the one at, one one in Concord looks pretty fun. They have some pretty good guests. We'll talk. We'll talk more about that in in, in the future. So um, Christmas was Christmas was pretty good to me, dude. I got two figures that are kind of filling out two collections that I'm working on, and I got some records that I adore. These records are so much fun. I played each one a bunch of times. Also, I got a box of candy, which I ate, which was great. It was awesome. Christmas was Christmas was fun this year. We got the kid a TV. She's wanted one for for a while. Like uh, she's had one, but she wanted a bigger one because she's into she's into games and all that nerd stuff. So she wanted um a bigger TV. So I got her one of those. I got the wife some records. I got her got her an Instapot something. She's kind of had her eye on for a while. That's all just kind of boring stuff. I apologize for for getting into that. Let me see what else did I have on my note card. Where's my note card? Oh, I got I got a few things for myself. I I was sitting around on New Year's Eve. Right, and I decided, hey, um, let's take a look and see if there are any eBay auctions ending right now that people might not be paying attention to because it's it's Christmas Eve. We were done early. The kid goes out to sleep like way early, so she's already in bed. It was it was still pretty early, and I, I'm I'm sitting around. I'm like, let's take a take a peek, and I, I was able to grab a couple things. This is a this is a tactic you might want to use. It's a pretty decent one. Wait till like holidays and go take a look and see if uh. Anybody has some things that they, they might be able to grab at, at at cheap prices. I got um, I got two Motu dudes. Uh, Motu's master of the universe. I apologize for for using this industry jargon, but um, I got a couple more Motus in my in my growing collection. I got Fistor. He's the one with the big uh big metal robot hand. I got him. He has his armor and his sword. This is a cool character. I I dig him. I I like how his body can rotate sideways. And then his arm has uh, an uppercut, like a snapping uppercut action. So you could like really, he could really do some work with that hand. I got him, and then I got Triclops. I I used to have Triclops as a kid. When I when I look back, I think there was a period where I was way more into He Man than I was into into GI Joe for but whatever reason. I sort of remember the the GI Joe more, but I I kind of had this realization. I was looking at some He Man stuff, and I said, you know. I, th- I think I had all these guys. I think I had them all. I may have had like every every one of the early He-Mans, and I I, I got I got Triclops again. I I dig him. He has like a disc on his head with like three um three different eyes. It's like a red one, a blue one, and a green one. Like one one I used to pretend to like shoot a laser. The other one shot like a cold beam, and the other one shot I don't know. I got him. He was complete, and he he was a pretty low price. I think I paid like twelve twelve bucks. Like twelve bucks with a bit of shipping. There was no no other bidders. Fistor was even lower than that. He was like six or seven dollars, dude. I I got a good deal on both, and I also I also picked up another thing that I had when I when I was a young sprat that I that I, I wanted to get back. I you know your dude's like a cheapskate. You know your dude's a bargain hunter. And these were all at very very low prices. These were like on Christmas sale. I did uh I did well for myself. I also picked up Northlord from the uh Dungeons and Dragons set from back in the day. Northlord is the barbarian. He's big with like a blue helmet and he has a sword and he has an axe. I had this dude. 
like back in back in the day. I mostly had like GI Joes, and I mostly had like Motus and and you know the odds and ends other other guys from there. And he was one of these odds and ends guys. He he survived for a long time through many action figure purges. I like him because he's like he's like a bit taller than the GI Joe, so he really does come across like a barbarian because of uh just due to his stature and and his helmet and stuff. Dude was cool, man. He he was like a baby face in in my action figure world, and he would he would hang out with the with with the GI Joes. I think for the most part, he was sort of he was sort of like a Viking commando. But I got him. I got him at a pretty low price too. I I was pretty pleased with this tactic, dude. I I tried it again on, on New Year's, but I, I wasn't able to come home with any, any any big wins. But um, that was that was uh that was fun. I. I also got reminded of, like, my biggest ever Motu score, Masters of the Universe. I should probably just call them He-Mans. I, I call them He-Mans in my, in my personal life. And then somehow I got into, like, I was searching for Motus, and it, it just kind of, like, stuck in my head as the, as the word to use. But all, all, all through my life I've called them, I've called them He-Mans. But I, I was at the dig one day. This was, like, many, many, many years ago. And I, I was, like, I was just doing whatever, and I saw this lady, Stella, who's a friend of ours. She sells at the Sebastopol flea market. We have a very good relationship with her at the at the dig. But she had a big, giant, like, plastic bag full of He-Mans. I'm not even kidding. It was like a giant travel bag. Like, it was, um, imagine that you bought, like, a comforter, like a giant comforter. You know how they come in, like, big, big plastic zipper bags from the store? It was like a giant comforter bag full of He-Mans. And I could see them. I could see him through the bag. It was like all the dudes. It was like everyone. There was just everyone in there. And I was like, oh my gosh. I did not know what to say. I got the wife to go over to Stella and talk to her about this. They both they both speak Spanish. They're trying to they're trying to connect on that level. That's the that's the tactic I'm using. At this time there was a rule at the dig that you couldn't sell stuff that you found to other people like in the building like you couldn't go and buy stuff from people who were who were also shopping i don't know why anyone would even care but they they had a rule against that and she was afraid to get caught in that rule and the wife is like i assure you no one will catch you it's it's not even a big deal because it wasn't like it was like a heavily enforced rule it was just it was just a rule that was in effect and i guess i guess we were in the wrong asking her to break the rule, but I needed to get up on these, these, these action figures. It was, it was too big of a haul. It was more He-Mans than I'd ever seen in one place in my entire life. And I, I'm like, if I let this go, there is no chance I will ever see it again. I will never get my hands on these again. Cause she's like, just come to the flea market on Sunday. They'll be on my table and you could buy them there. And I'm like, if you put them on your table, they're going to be gone. That's what I'm thinking to myself. I can't let her put them out on the table. I gotta get them like right now but she wouldn't budge she would not budge on this and i i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna i'm gonna faint and i'm like please just let me get some let me get some let me pick a few out of there i collect these i want them i need them i was i was like in tears i was like oh i'm gonna cry for you i was willing to cry to stella to get these figures it was that it was that great and finally she relented and she's like you can just you can just like buy a few I'll give them to you for like $2 each. Because that's what she sells them for at the flea market. She's not she's not that kind of big toy collector vendor. She just throws out piles of toys with like a dollar, $2 each, whatever. Mostly depending on size, to be honest with you. Small ones are a quarter, 
big ones are like $2. She's going to charge like two bucks each. I'm like, okay, cool. So I start, I start going to through the bag and I pulled out, I pulled out like King Randor. I pulled out like Scare Glow. I pulled out like all the super dope, all the like later series, really rare ones. This was the time I wasn't even collecting Motu. So I came home and I had like, I had all the goodies, right? I had all the good ones. And I, I made the mistake of looking them up and seeing what they sold for. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Scare Glow is like 200 bucks. This one's like 200 bucks. I said, oh my gosh. So I, over time, just like ended up selling them all off. I, I regret that. Like, I regret that so bad. It'd be like one time I need money and I'd sell one. Then I needed money again and I'd sell another one. I When I say I needed money, I needed money for like other toy purchases. And I, I'd be like, I don't even really, I don't even really connect, collect he-Man, so I, I I would get rid of him. I regret that so bad, especially especially now that I'm I'm back into it. I should have I should have like looked ahead and figured that at some point I would get back into it. I mean, what am I gonna like never ever like get into He-Man's again? I I don't know. I regret it when I when I when I'm online and I, I see what like Scare Glow goes for. I I I feel dumb. I, I I regret it. I also like that bag. I I think about that bag. Like, all the time, there were, like, all the dudes in there. I just grabbed, like, the ones that I thought were weird and rare at the time. Because she was only going to let me have a few. So I grabbed the ones I was, like, least familiar with. Like, the ones that seemed, like, the weirdest and the and, and the rarest. I, I, I wasn't, like, at the time, like a, like, a Motu expert. I'm not even... I am not even one now by, like, any means at all, I mean that I'm not, but I, I was even less of one at the time, so I just grabbed the ones that looked weird, man, I, I had a good eye, I guess, because I grabbed all the cool ones, but I, I think about that bag, and I wonder what was in there, I wonder what kind of a He-Man collection I would have right now, if, if I got that bag, because it was a big bag, and it was, it was full, it was full, she was carrying it, like, double, armed it it was it was amazing i see it in my dreams this would have been the hall of all halls i am not even kidding you and i i don't even think we ever saw them on her flea market table i don't think they ever even went out i wonder if she still has them maybe she still has them maybe she's sitting on them maybe maybe she started looking them up because she saw how excited i was and then she sold them at a at the uh, androids dungeon or whatever the name of that um that toy store here in town is such such regret, such regret. Let's see, we uh we uh we picked up a new patron this week. Longtime listener, first time patron. He he messaged me on Facebook and we started going back and forth, we started talking a little bit, and he he expressed to me that he was a bit nervous that the uh that the show was gonna go away. And I, I can see where I can see where he might think that because I pulled back a little bit. I said I'm gonna be doing less shows, and that kind of that kind of is like a like an indicator that uh, something might be going to the wayside. But I assure you that it is not. I assure you. I I just had, like, too heavy of a workload. Right now, I actually feel like I have, like, I have too, uh, too light of a workload, to be honest with you. I, I don't know what I, uh, what I plan on doing about that, but I, I, I don't feel like I'm getting as much, uh, as much FaceTime with you guys as I, as I would want. But anyway, don't worry. The, the show's not going anywhere. Don't worry, but I, I, I do understand how you could feel that way. I'm sort of, I'm sort of vamping right now because I'm going to, um, I want to make sure I get the name right. I always want to get the name right if I'm talking about somebody important like a patron. His name is Ray. Really great guy. We had a nice, we had a, you know, pretty good Facebook chat. Dude seems really, seems really cool. And I appreciate taking the plunge into the world of Patreon. And I hope that as so far, 
you're finding it uh everything that you would have would have hoped for and speaking of patreon i i got an all new all fun patron only show i'm gonna complete it i'm gonna complete it within a day or so and we're gonna have it we're gonna have it up on supportthereport.com next week next wednesday guaranteed so for those of you who give a uh, patreon support man you get two weeks in a row of shows that is that's dynamite dude I'd, I'd i'd be happy if i were a listener i'd be happy with that that'd be awesome but um at any rate uh ray i appreciate you i appreciate you making the financial plunge and if you if you're out there if you're kind of teetering on the edge you're like should i take the plunge should i go into patreon i assure you you should it's great there's a bunch of fun shows there the pos is like my favorite show right now i think it's a little more fun than uh than this show to be honest so you want to you want to dip in and go check that out you can do so at supportthereport.com where where all your dreams will be fulfilled so we're going to get up out of here when next uh when next we speak we're going to have the top 5 movies of the year it's going to be great that's uh, always Always one of the most fun episodes of the year. It's been a pretty good year for movies too, so it'll be it'll be fun to dig into some of that. So until we until we meet again, this is me, Dude Icy Robot, sending off for everybody out there in the universe. Uh, if you don't know, now you know. We only have one rule on this team. What is that rule, Twiggy? E-L-E. That's right, E-L-E. What does E-L-E stand for? Everybody love everybody. Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. This episode brought to you by MetaHuman Comics. Imperial Valley's best in comics, books, action figures, and collectibles. Located at 444 North Imperial Avenue, El Centro, California.